Hey there, and welcome back to the Being You Show. This is James Short, ready for another edition, and we are such an honor and a privilege today to have two amazing gentlemen join me all the way from the UK. It's just an honor and a privilege to have Marco and Addy from Nobody Cares About Dad. Oh, I'm so excited to, to share and to hear about their stories and, and, and what got them started. Gents, really appreciate uh, you coming on today, and, and, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having us on. Awesome. Yeah. Now, you guys have been running running your own show for a little, a little while. No, nobody cares about that. And, you know, having some amazing guests on there and um, and doing some incredible interviews. What? Tell us a bit about that backstory of how you got to where you're going. I know your dads and so forth, but what got you started in that in that process? <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let Marco take this because I was actually... <laughs> I was actually the the first and original guest. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, a, a little background. I know our sort of listeners have heard this numerous times, but just to quickly sort of run over it, I suppose. So, I I, I started the. It was originally a blog, so that's what that's how I originally started it. Nobody cares about dad dot com, um, and it was it, it started from. <clears throat> Sorry, we should point out we're both coming live from our sick bays <laughs> with uh, COVID as well. And we're going to get into that a little bit later, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, um, it started, it was Christmas uh, 18, I think it was now. Yeah, 18. And I was I was sat at my, uh, my wife's house, my wife's parents' house, watching Christmas Day unfold. Like, you know, and I was watching as dad opened his licorice and his packet of socks and, you know, pretending to be super happy about, you know, these two gifts that he'd received. You know, standard, standard dad gifts. presents. Standard dad <laughs> presents, right? And then I pan right and I watched my mother-in-law open this mound of presents and it was, you know, thousands of pounds worth of gifts. And and I always say this, it's not even about the money that was spent, it's more just the, the thought that went into mum's present. And so I didn't grow up with a dad, so I didn't really see that dynamic was really new to me. Like what's, you know, Christmas day was just me, my mom, my sisters and my brothers. And that was pretty much it. So then actually when you get a little bit older and you sit back and you start to watch different dynamics happen, I remember the first words that popped into my head when I was watching that unfold, I went, Oh, nobody really cares about dad. Like, and that's, that's really what I, what I, what I thought. Yeah. And, um, and I started just, I started the blog to just explore that dynamic and explore, well, why does nobody care about that? And, and of course, I'm being facetious because people obviously care about that. Of course they do. Um, but I was just, I started to just write and explore about why is it acceptable for dad to just receive that and mum to receive that? Why is, why is it not acceptable to put the same amount of thought into both? And then I started exploring my own situation. So, you know, my dad wasn't around. Well, why aren't dads around? You know, could it, could it be as simple as that in some cases, some people think, well, do you know what? Does it matter if I'm even here? So that's really where I started. Uh, nobody cares about that. I started the blog and somebody said to me over, cause we were in lockdown January, January this year, this year. Yeah. And somebody said to me, well, why don't you start? A, why don't you um, start a blog? Sorry, start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, we're in lockdown. Let's, let's take those conversations that we'd have as lads <coughs> um, in the pub and let's take them online. 
Yep. And so I reached out to loads of people and AD was actually the first guest that I had on. So me and AD go back from <laughs> me, and AD, <laughs> me and AD are old college friends. So we went to college together. So we've known each other since we were about 16 years old. AD was the first guy that we'd had. And actually, you know, we'd, we'd sort of lost touch um, for a period of time, probably five or six years. About five years, Just, yeah. Yeah, you know, life happens, you know, and we, they had a kid, I'd had a kid. We we, we don't live locally, so it wasn't as, as like mm. we're just around the corner. I live I live in Manchester in the north. AJ lives in Peterborough in the south. So, you know, life just happened, and we'd sort of watched each other's lives online, yeah. not Facebook, <laughs> yeah. but we'd never sort of had that, you know, real conversation. And we had, we had the original podcast, and we were like, quite enjoyed that chat why don't we just do more of that <laughs> as a as a like a collective and interview other people and just have little conversations and that's that's how it started that's how it, and that's how it's evolved because we got we got awesome. quite a good uh good feedback from people didn't we was, we're getting messages from other people that had listened to it um saying oh i never knew you guys were going through this or mm. like wow yeah. what have you been through like you've kept that all to yourself and we we, we do and we explore this a lot it's, we do that as guys we, we keep it in we don't share it because we're guys we're like can't share emotion how dare you and um, it came apparent that we're not the only ones so yeah. by Marco starting this it's just sort of spiralled out and it's sort of it's given a good platform for for other dads um, whether they're single dads or in, in the family to come on and actually just talk about their experience because we all have a different journey don't we we all have a different experience and it's been amazing listening to it do you, know just... what, do you know what i find really interesting as well is because we've had we've had a few people on that have got quite i wouldn't say big profiles but they're you know people do know who they are and stuff like that and and then you have people that are you know one of my favorites was um derek from canada you know, he's, oh, he's honestly super super guy he was wearing this Fuck Tradu t shirt on the podcast. He honestly was great. Just a regular guy who's been through a load of shit and he's yeah. come out of the other side of it. And you know what I've what I've found really interesting about interviewing dads uh, that are that have a profile and dads that don't have a profile is it's the same. Everything's the same, exactly. right? It's just, just a matter of just, just, just lads gonna... doing their best, right? Exactly. exactly. Just because you're 100%. perceived to be popular or famous, that you're still going to clean the nappies. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're, yeah. We've all got to get that under our nails. That's it. Of course. But your journey through parenting is going to be the same as your regular average Joe. And I think people, people put people on a pedestal and just assume that because you've got a profile, you're different. You're not. You're really not. And especially when it comes to parenting, you're not. Yeah. We found that so, didn't I we? Know. with the guys with the profile, and um, yep. it was the things that they were exploring and talking about. We were like, "Really, you go through that? Like you went through that? Like did you not mm. have a team behind you doing? No, we'll do it. <laughs> the entourage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they had. Yeah. You know, they had the sleepless nights. They had all of that, and that's yep. that's what sort of it sort of brings everyone together. It's like a unifying bond, isn't it? It brings everyone together, mm. and you start going. Actually, we genuinely are, and it's a whole cliche, but it's we're not alone. It's it's that yeah, it's that whole thing, isn't it? And I just yeah. want to grab that because I think that's so important. Because you know, no matter where you are, no matter what status, no matter where you've come from, there's there's the intertwined of different similarities. There could be a couple of differences, but you know, we're just 
you know, lads doing our best with the resources that we've got. Um, some have got different resources, which is totally fine and understandable. But from your experience and from your interviews that you've done, what have you individually, what do you think the biggest lessons that you've taken out from your guests? Like what's those aha, like gold nuggets that you've taken away from, from your guests interviewing them? Marco, what, about, what would it be for you? So do you know what? I, I, on the parenting side, nothing. And I say that with all sincerity because I, I, we often talk about how no kids are the same, right? So forget, yep. block out all the noise of when, forget your parents or your friends saying you should do this, you should do that because they're all so different, right? So on a parenting side, I can't take any advice because what works for my kid doesn't work, will not work for ages and vice versa. So it's really difficult to give and receive parenting advice, I think. Where, where I have taken advice is where we've had guests that more want to talk about wellness and self-improvement and, you know, creating more time. And we had a guy on called Di Manuel, who honestly is such a good podcast. One of, one of our, again, one of our favorites. And, you know, he talked about, he talks about he does a lot of ted talks he might be a guy you want to reach out to actually because he's got a really interesting story um but he he's done like loads of ted talks on wellness and being superhuman and one of the things he talked about was do you not have time or do you not make enough time right and he and he said he made the point he, he made the point that you know if you got if you get up at six every day um sorry so let's say you've got to put seven so i used to get up at seven o'clock every morning he's like if you get up at half five that's an hour and a half a day you've got which by the end of the month you've you've earned an extra week mm. so that's an extra week's worth of productivity time that you've you, you didn't have so are you do you not have enough time or do you just not make the time and i, uh, I found i found that really because i was i was i'm definitely a parent that's guilty of being tired and saying he hasn't got enough time when you know uh, you know I, I haven't got enough time yet i've been sat on the sofa all week admittedly i'm ill but like i've been <laughs> sat on the sofa doing absolutely <laughs> nothing um and there's been a couple of evenings where i've been like right no pick up the computer start writing a few bits and bobs and i have i've made i've made the time to do it but generally speaking you know we'll, guys will sit on the sofa and they'll watch netflix or they'll watch the football and they'll go oh God, oh, I'm so busy. Like I've got no time to do anything. <laughs> so true. So, so true. For, for me, I don't know about you, Aidy, but that was for me. So that was the one, the more, the thing I took away, I've taken away from the guests we've had. That's think, awesome. Uh, awesome. Addy? I think, yeah, I think for me, it was the, uh, um, it was the aspect of you, you can't please everybody. <clears throat> um, so focus your energy on what you, what you can achieve and what, what is doable. So I was always trying to compete with other people. Um, especially with my son um and then i can't remember which guest it was it, it could have even been uh Di Manuel. it could have been him but it was it was that stop competing and just just be you just do things for you and once i started investing that like to marco's point i've found myself having so much quality time with my boy now that when i get him from school because i have him three days a week we're constantly on it. We're constantly doing things yeah. and it's all about making memories and it doesn't cost an absolute fortune to go for a walk. You know, we've, the amount of times I've hunted for the bloody Gruffalo, like, come on, <laughs> people in my village will think I'm weird. <laughs> I'm shouting on top of a bridge, Gruffalo. But it's, it's those little things. And whereas before it would be a case of, no, we've got to go to 
to this park, this water park, this bouncy castle place, this restaurant, this restaurant. Like we still do that, but it's more about the quality stuff now. So mm. again, on the time basis, I think it's more about investing that time, but the quality time I have with my son, because he won't be little yeah. forever and he'll Sorry. soon not want to be around me. Because <laughs> yeah. It's just as natural, isn't it? It's a teenager yeah. when they get to that age. He is only four. So I've got a bit of time. Still got a bit of time, but yeah, totally understand that. Totally understand. And I, I love those two pieces because they're very intertwined, right? That time of of where your time is going, but also being present in your time and being who do you, you know, who's that, you know, who's that dad in that piece of time? I think it's gold because, you know, we can always be doing, 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 but then who's that for, as you said, right? It's like, yeah. I don't know, I just want to search for Graffalo or, or play castles or whatever it is, just being in that time and not sitting, you know, wasting time where you could be being more productive of having beautiful conversations and, and ex- beautiful experiences. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, what about your own journey as a, as a, as a dad? What's been the biggest, what have you learned about you on your own fatherhood journey? Wow. Well, oh, Eric. I just got oh, straight into it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marco Teflon over there. Yeah. Pass it back over. <laughs> um, well, I went first last time, so come on, Aidy. You see me go, uh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take a few deep breaths. It's all right. Yeah. Well, right. Um, no, I say for me, um, do you know what? For me, what, what I've realised, and a bit of a, uh, like a resounding statement, is that actually... I'm a good dad. And mm. from, from when I separated from the ex and everything, I went through this time where I thought, actually, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be good enough. How am I going to see my boy? How am I going to interact? How am I going to build that relationship? Blah, 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 all of this stuff. But actually looking back and so far, you know, I, people that know me and, you know, that, that have listened to our shows and our podcasts, et cetera, will know that I do so much I can for my boy and mm. it's about that being present like you just said you know you can sit there with your son or your your daughter you can sit there for an hour and not be present you know you could be sat on your phone you could be doing something what I found out is when I am sat with my boy I'm focused on him and it's such a nice nice feeling at the end of the day when you are tired because you've burnt yourself out being a kid you know interacting doing everything so, yeah, I would say uh, the biggest thing I've learned so far is that actually I, I can do this. I've got this. I, I am a good dad. Awesome. Love it. Thank you. Marco. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, it's just – so I've, I've already mentioned that I didn't grow up with a dad. So yeah. the whole dad thing is completely new to me. I mean, I mean a, lot, a lot of people – they'll either look at their dad and think, well, he did it like this, so I need to do it like that. Or they look at their dad and go, he did it like that, so I'm definitely not doing it like that. Um, <laughs> whereas I don't really have a point of reference. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have a point of reference. You know, I, yeah. I, of course, I've watched, I've watched his friends interact with their parents, but it's not the same. You know, you, mm-hmm. you don't see that, those intimate moments. So it's, I'm learning on the job as, as I go. And, you know, I, I think the biggest thing I've probably learned is just to be resilient and just, you know, it's because it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's bloody hard. And, and, and you know, I'm going to say something that is probably mental here, but you know, some guys that 
let's say you found you, there's a guy that didn't really want to be a dad, doesn't have the patience for it. I can see why those guys bolt. I can because it's it's a tough it's a tough gig. It's the hardest job I've ever had. You know, there's moments you you, you know you know yourself, Ed, and and, mm. and yourself. You know, there'll be times where you think, "Fuck it, no!" Like what? Like you know, I could kick this little boy into space. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're on about <laughs> no, but you know what? So I think just to, so yeah. Of course, I never I never would. Yeah, no. He um, fell down the no, stairs. <laughs> but no, I can. I can see. I can see why some guys that don't have the the the, the minerals for it. I can see why yeah. they go. I can see why they think. Oh no, 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 it's not for me. Like we interviewed. I interviewed a guy on the first podcast I did called um, Marcel, a good friend of mine actually. And you know, it's funny, isn't it? When you we do these interviews and you, you speak to your friends and they open up about. You know, like, I know you, but I didn't know that. Like it's, right, it's yeah. so crazy how how that happens. And he talked about. And actually, a lot of guys have talked about this. That you know. He he saw his child as a burden when it when it was first born, you know he didn't that instant love didn't happen, you know he he saw it as a burden. He was he was he went from being out every week with the boys to being at home every week, spending money on himself to spending money on his daughter. And he said it wasn't until like month two or three where he was like it was like a light bulb moment where he just went. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, what? what? Like, but, I, but I can fully appreciate how some people don't have those moments when they, 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 they have that, that lack of connection straight away. And ultimately, they, they, they leave. It's um, almost so what can... you're allowed to be involved in, isn't it? And, you know, as you've seen that some people are very, con- not controlling, but dads normally... Again, a bold statement, but they normally take a backseat because mm. it's it's not our place, you know, in society. It's not this. Yep. We're not there to to be the mum. But yep. what I found, and Marco, you probably agree, is that when you do get that opportunity and you you have to, it's it's the most rewarding thing ever mm. because yeah. you're so doing true. that. You are, you know, you're in charge of this <laughs> this fragile little life, and then. You're doing it. So when you get to the end of every day, you go, bloody hell, I've, I've kept him alive. Like, winner. Like, where's, yeah. where's the homecoming? And it is, yeah. it's what you're allowed to do and who, you know, who lets you do it. If, it, if it's the mum, is it the grandparents, the in-laws, all of that stuff. Sometimes you've got to grow a set as a guy and say, hang on, this is on me. I'm doing this. This is my kid. So mm. basically, so like, piss off. Like, let me get on with it. Yeah. But a lot of guys can't do that. They, they, Marco, to your point, they haven't got the minerals to to mm. do that. They just take it on the chin and they become more and more of a recluse. They just disappear. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's so true. I've seen that <clears throat> so many times. Um, we, My wife is a midwife and uh, she runs a program called Calm Birth, um, which is a two-day pregnancy course for, for, for couples, women who are, uh, you know, between uh, – 24 and 34 weeks pregnant and um, two-day course. And we did it initially when uh, when our second was coming in into this world. And like I've done some personal development courses, right? And I walked away from that two days as a student. She wasn't teaching at the time. As a student going, oh, my God. Like <laughs> that's the most bizarre out of this world personal development course because I've done something, you know, like with your business and wealth and all that kind of stuff. But around bringing a life into this world, 
boom, and the <laughs> light bulbs just went off. And it was all around, some of it was around conscious parenting. Like, what are your expectations as a dad? What role do you want to be as a dad? And having that conversation up front was just mind-blowing. And I think that's where, you know, some of some dads out there where they go, oh, I'll just see what happens and, and take that back step rather than having mm-hmm. these conversations up front and going, you know, what, are, what where, because there's no roadmap. There's no, there's no job description. You know, it's just like, you know, all the best. And as you said, Marco, like, where are those mentors? Where are those guides to help you to go through that process? So yeah, it's a, it's a definitely interesting, interesting process. And, and we're talking about mentors, like who are the, some of the mentors that you've had for you personally growing up that's, that's helped you on, on your own journeys? Um, <laughs> um, uh, do, do, you know, do you know what? No, nobody, nobody. Okay. You know, I had my mum, my mum has probably been the, the biggest inspiration to, in my life. Um, you know, she was, she was the master of doing so much with very little. And, mm. you know, she taught us, she, she would always hammer her, hammer home. So we lost, we lost her three years ago, unfortunately, but we, you know, she, we, she'd always hammer home to us that no one's going to give you anything and no one's going to give you anything in life. So if you want to get, if you want something, you've got to go and get it. And, you know, watching her struggle to bring up four kids on her own, she was on her own forever. You know, and I, I used to watch that struggle and I took that struggle into my own life because actually, you know, we, we grew up on a, we grew up on a council estate in a bit of a sh- can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. You already have, so that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, in a bit of a shithole, let's face it, the way I'm, yep. where I grew up, where I, you know, it's, and, you know, I, I just have to look around at the friends and people that I grew up with. They, they, they're either in prison or they didn't make it out. You know, that's just, that's the way that my life was meant to go. And, you know, there was, there was a point where I was... 18 and I, you know, I'd been out on a night out. I woke up in the morning and I just looked at my life and I went, nah, this isn't, this isn't me. This isn't for me. This is not what I'm destined for. So I left, I left the town and moved to the city, moved to Manchester and, you know, the rest is history. But, you know, I've gone on to do much better than anyone would ever expected of me. Um, and nobody's helped me to that. I've had to fight and claw my way into to everything I've ever got. Nothing, nothing's been gifted at all. Yeah, well, well done. Well done, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Eddie, for you. Um, again, I think for me, it's probably growing up, definitely to start with was my mum because uh, my, my dad was on the scene as a young kid and then disappeared, uh, but he was just a, a knobhead. So um, my mum brought me and my sisters up um, and, she, you know, she worked two or three jobs. <clears throat> so... Yeah. From that working aspect and family aspect, it was my mum. And then my stepdad came on the scene and bloody hell, he's now my biggest inspiration because he came on and took over, you know, as, as dad. Um, Mm. And obviously as a, as a young kid, I I dug my heels in a little bit because I was like, hang on, I'm the man of the house here. Who are you? Like, but Actually, seeing how good he was with my sisters, my mum, you, you learn to accept. So I had to grow up really quick. So you learn to accept, you know, that there's this new guy. But seeing him throughout the years and even now, and I, Marco, you've met both my parents, my mum my and my stepdad. I call him my dad. Mm. And they're just so, 
so easy going and just you know it's that's that's how it should be there's there's nothing that really really phases them too much and you know no problem that can't be worked out and that's the biggest thing um so yeah for me it's, it's definitely my my mum growing up and then still is my mum because I'm a mummy's boy at heart but then my uh, my stepdad right so they're my inspirations 100 percent. beautiful Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. Now the last, gosh, almost two years now, we've, uh, we've faced some interesting times out in the world. Um, you know, from, from where you guys are over the UK and, and us here in, in Australia, um, we've faced, you know, the, the coronavirus lockdowns, everything in between. What have you noticed from your feedback of talking to dads, how they have coped over the last 18 months? What, and you guys as well. I mean, I know you guys are, uh, currently going through and recovering from the from the virus but what are you, what have you noticed by talking with dads um over the last 18 months and how they navigated through these times i think it's been i think it's been it's so different it really depends who mm. you speak to you know i can speak on my own personal journey is that you know but before this all started before the COVID happened, you know, I, I was the kind of guy that used to think that, you know, mental health was just a thing that, you know, people, people that were depressed were just needed to get happy. You know, that was just, that's just, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I had no concept of it. I, I had no people used to, talk, you know, I've been, I used to manage teams in sales departments for years and people used to talk about my lack of empathy. It was a running joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to be the kind of guy that, you know, someone would be crying and I'd be like, okay mate like that was just me um, yep. and then you know lockdowns happened and I started to have these you know I started to have bad days and then days would turn into weekends and weekends would turn into weeks and there was nothing you could do to break to break that cycle and you know I'd say to my wife like I, I, I've got nothing to be upset about I've got nothing to be miserable about I've got my own business I have my own house I've got I'm married I've got a son you know, if you look at my life my life is good but I was unhappy and I couldn't just couldn't put my finger on why. And that's, that's when I started to have these let's call them episodes of mental health. And that's when you go, oh, you know, this is actually a real thing. You know, yeah. you know, I'm upset for no reason whatsoever. And there's nothing I can do to get out of this mood. Um, so I, from my own, I've gone on a journey from being a, a complete lack of empathy and a lack of understanding to mental health to fully understanding it. And that's, you know, people that know me well would look at me and think, you've got a mental health podcast, you're mental. Like, you, 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 what? <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I t- I've talked about this on a couple of blogs where, you know, I'm the kind of guy that we used to be the kind of guy that was all about, the projecting the outward image, you know, the nice cars, a nice watch. And I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it for everyone else. You know, mm. I wasn't doing it for me. And I think a lot of people are very guilty of that. They do, you know, even parenting, you, you, you do this and you, you be a parent this way because it's the right way to do it. And it'll look good yep. online. And I was very guilty of that prior to the lockdowns. So I've, I've gone on this whole roller coaster of a ride and, and my approach and the way I look at people and the way I try to engage with people. And it's been uh, as bad as it sounds, it's been great for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, because yeah, before that, you know, yeah, I was, I was just, I was a bit of a knob. Like, let's just 
putting it bluntly. I was just a bit of a knob. <laughs> like I really was. And I've been on this journey and the podcast and we've been talking to people around from all over the world. And, you know, we've, we're now making connections for people everywhere. As soon as the world becomes open again, you know, we're going to go, we're going to go cash in a few beers all over the world. And, you know, we're looking forward well, so to then, it. So, Iron Bay was one, Marcus. <laughs> it's it, right? Straight in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris Hemsworth is uh, invited. <laughs> I've seen with his kids. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So for me, it's been a it's been a massive journey, um, and and I think speaking to guys, you know, there's I think a lot of people have had a very similar uh, some people some people myself feel like it's been nothing, right? Some mm. people have really struggled. We I interviewed a guy that tried to commit him to commit suicide during the first lockdown. You know, so there's been a real big. Um, there's been a big variety in the way that people have dealt with it. But what I think one of the things that's really good that's come out of uh, the COVID pandemic is that mental health is less of a taboo now. Yeah. I think people, that's the one, that's the one positive I can take away from the whole pandemic is that mental health has become more of a, um, an accepted, uh, an accepted thing. And people realize that it is real and people can talk about their emotions and people can talk about, being upset and it's not you're not you're not weak to because you're upset and i think that's that's one of the big pluses that a lot of people can take away from that whether you've experienced it or whether you just have more empathy towards it i think yeah nice beautiful beautiful what about you Eddie? yeah so i think for me from from all the podcasts we've done um and we've been fortunate at the back end of uh, the first lockdown or could have been second or fifth or 12th, whatever it was, you know, we got to do some face-to-face with people. Um, and I think one of the recurring things we've heard is that people have actually had that quality time at home now, you know, where they've been able to spend time with their family. So work was taken away for most people and they're either furloughed or, or, or you know, worst case, they, they lost their jobs. But what we've seen is a lot of people turn it around and the positive was, like communities were coming together. Like you were talking to your neighbors, you were interacting as much as you could with your neighbors. And, you know, if somebody was going on a, a food shop, you know, you'd get a knock at the door. Do you need anything? We're going out. And it was that togetherness that was quite inspiring, to be honest. It was like really, really nice to see. Um, and yeah, it was that quality time. And for me personally, I got to actually see my, my boy's, personality come through because normally he'd be at school at preschool nursery and then you know you're at work all day you pick them up a couple of hours wind down bed yeah and you you don't really get to see what goes on their imagination their conversations mm. and wow like he was i was just like you shouldn't know these words like this is a genuine conversation <laughs> a proper reaction to, to things um one of the things in, in lockdown that will always stick with me now is that I once I was telling my boy off because he was being he was being a knobhead, right? It was being really <laughs> it was being really hard. So he went walking off with a bit of an attitude, and bear in mind he's four years old, okay. So I've I've followed him into the lounge and he stood like just a bit behind one of the sofas. And I said to him, You know you've done wrong, you need to go and apologize. <laughs> and he just stood there, and I think he had half an apple in his hand, he just went, dropped it on the floor. And just gave me the middle finger. And I was like, wow. I didn't know what to do. I was like, um, 
that's too funny not to laugh. But, <laughs> wow, that's wrong. That's so wrong. But it was just wow. the context he did it. You know, yeah. I'm telling him to apologise, so he's he's almost looked me dead in the eye and dropped a half-eaten apple and then gave me the finger. And I just thought, <laughs> wow, well, I would never normally see this. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it was corrected in the right way and and all of that, but it was more. I was starting to see more interaction and uh, getting to spend that quality, again, quality time with him. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think the biggest thing to take away, like Marco said, everyone's been on a different journey. We've all had to deal with things mentally, um, emotionally, financially. It's been tough for people, you know, but it's, it's that togetherness. And even now we, we have come out of it, you know, as best as, best as we can. Um, but for Marco and myself, like, we've reconnected so much through the lockdown since we were then allowed back out we've done so much more you know we've got so many plans in the pipe work it's just amazing so if anything you know that's been able to be rekindled out of this as well so yeah yeah it's win-win for me it's been really good nice and i want to just grab that because like i want to go through what's coming up besides you know traveling the world and cashing in on some beers and they're (laughs) nice and cold cold here in australia for you boys um what's what's the future for for you guys where where do you see this going you know have you had chats around what that look like share with us do you know what like we we just we're just enjoying doing what we do and we enjoy we're enjoying having the conversations with people. And if people want to come with us on that journey and people enjoy listening to it, great. If they don't, we'll still continue to do it because we enjoy doing it. And I think that's, you know, I think that's why we've enjoyed, um, because, you know, I'm guilty of starting things and never finishing. I do that a lot (laughs) and, 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 and a lot of things. And I've stuck at this because I really enjoy doing it and I haven't put any pressure on myself or AD to go, right, we need to have this many views, we need to have this many downloads. It's just, if, if three people listen, brilliant. If one person listens, brilliant. If a thousand people listens, brilliant. Like, you know, that's where we're at. And, you know, we're just enjoying doing it. We've, we've just before... So Adi's just come back from, so Adi works away and you've been away working in Saudi. And just before that, we started a, uh, like a new feature called Dad's Versus, where we're going to take on loads of different dad challenges. The first one we did was military PT. Um, <laughs> we've got loads of ideas about what, where we want to take that. And, um, you know, once, you know, the idea was once Adi was back and, and now we're ill, but, and once that's all out of the way, we'll, we'll do lots of different challenges. So dad's verses, that's what we want to, that's where we want, we want to just have a bit of fun and do awesome. lots of different bits and bobs. Um, and we just want to get the kids involved, get the boys involved. Cause like I said, we don't, we don't live locally. So whilst me and Adi have been out gallivanting and doing bits, the boys haven't met each other. They've met each other virtually. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. We'd like to do, we'd like to involve the boys in some of the stuff that we do. Um, but yeah, we, we're just enjoying. We're just enjoying doing the podcast. Uh, we're just enjoying talking to different people from all over the world, uh, and yeah, we just uh, we'd like to see it grow. Of course, we would. Um, but yeah, we, we, I'm not putting any pressure on it. I'm not. No. I, I actually rarely look at the view, the view. I remember when we first started. I used to be like, oh, how many, how many is this? How many is this? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just like, boom, put it out. Yeah, whatever. Like, I don't care. Yep. Like, yeah. And that's the main thing, isn't it? We. It's, it's not a 
it's not a chore. Sometimes uh, we both work full time. So sometimes we'll be working all day. Then we'll jump off. We'll do a, a podcast between ourselves. We then might jump on and do a podcast with some of the other lads or a conversational topic. Then we'll have a guest. So some nights we could be doing podcasts till, you know, gone midnight mm-hmm. over here. But it's never like, oh, for sake, okay, we've got this to do. And that, that's, that's what's so good about it is because every story is different, everything mm. we do has been different. I think the, the possibilities are genuinely endless because yeah. you don't know, you could have one certain conversation and it could just go crazy. Yep. And then you, you've seen it happen. You know, you, everyone's, everyone's doing it. Everyone's talking, which is great. But, but what we want to do is... Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Actually, the, the most popular thing, the most popular things we've done have been the reaction videos. Weirdly, yeah. like people just love reaction videos, and we just did it for a bit of a laugh. Like, um, <laughs> like you know, we saw a video, we were like, let's do a quick reaction to that, and that they've been the most popular, like yeah. of of all the yeah. conversations we've had. Um, so they're interesting. We, we're still going to. We they're quite fun to do, aren't they? Ada, the reaction videos. Yeah, they're, uh, they're yeah. interesting. We, you know. Weirdly, not a lot of people agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but that sparks debate, right? That's unreal. Oh, That's what yeah, you want. Did, you want that did, challenging we, thought process. Actually, do you know what? That's a lie. So uh, we did this one one video of this girl called um, Victory Song. Brinker. I think she was on the America's Got Talent, this little nine-year-old opera singer. And genuinely, we watched the video and we were like, yeah, I mean, she can sing, but nothing amazing. And you see, you know, see some of the comments, some of the stick we're getting in the comment <laughs> section. But do, do you know what? Then I've had, I've had emails of people who have taken, found my email and emailed me and said, I've watched your video and I agree with what you said, that she can't sing. And I'm like, well, why don't you put that publicly? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the difference, isn't it? It's about having that, that filter moment. Yeah. And with anything got, that you do, got, reaction or these got accused of being racist on there didn't they like someone was like oh just 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 say that you don't want someone of color to to win i'm like uh, hello like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh that's so good so good Madness. guys i really re- really appreciate uh, you, you jumping on tonight and uh and thank you for your time i know you guys as, as you mentioned not 100 percent well but but it's an honor and a privilege to share some insights right to share your own personal journeys and the journeys that you've you've learned along the way um so everyone to 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 jump over to um nobody cares about dad.com and if you were to, to leave us with, I guess, one or two pieces of nuggets, golden nuggets of whatever, jokes, insights, lessons, uh, pieces of whatever, um, what, what could you leave us with for tonight? What do you reckon? What would be one or two things? Yeah, Mark, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, it's a good question. Do you know one of the things I always used to, I always used to bang. So I mentioned previously that I used to run teams, and I used to have this. I used to have this quote up everywhere, and people used to be like, "Oh, it's so annoying that quote." I like, don't keep putting that up, but actually, it's so true. Like you need to take it into anything, anything you do. So um, I need to write. I haven't taken. I haven't got any time. Like stop. So I, my quote I used to have was, "Excuses are the nails used to build a house of failure." That was the. Ooh. That was a quote that I used to use, and I used to have it Love everywhere, it. and it's so true. Oh, I'm a, I can't write because I'm too tired, or I can't do this. Just shut up. Just do it. Like, just get up. Do it. Make the, like, like Dai says, make the time. Don't just say you haven't got the time. Make it. So stop making excuses. Excuses are the nails used to build a house of failure.
Gold. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going, what is that? <laughs> well, I was going to say something stupid now. Well done, mate. <laughs> oh, you dickhead. Right, no, yeah. <laughs> um, so for, for me, I would say a couple of things. One, just enjoy it. In You know, whether it's work, parenthood, whatever. You're not in the wrong, just... We've said it. We've said it. We spoke about it. Create your own. Do your own thing. Like you're not wrong. There's no guide to, <laughs> no guide to being the perfect parent. There's no such thing. No such thing. So just enjoy it. Um, and yeah, to try and match Marco. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Uh, trying to think of something else. <laughs> okay. You, you're six feet above ground right now. So live life. Get in. Oh, <laughs> drop the mic. <laughs> Where's that apple? <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Guys, really appreciate yeah. for jumping on today. Thank you so much. And uh, looking forward to, to continually following and watching your journey as, uh, as you, you do some amazing work out there. So thank you once again. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank that. you, James. Thank you. <laughs>